back by popular demand it's me your friendly neighborhood ewok opening the show ahead of another action-packed episode of fart like your fun as always we're taking this opportunity to tell you about some of our pals in the running community not paid advertising just products we love and we think you will too series 7 episode 5 is brought to you alongside our pals at boom nutrition the sports energy brand that is rapidly appearing in running kit bags and fueling the winners of the major distance events this season. We collaborated with them last year for the What The Fart Like Football Cup and we're really excited to do that again with this episode. Based on the edge of the Lake District, the team behind the brand are on a mission to provide runners with tasty, stomach-friendly, nutritional products to make your day as enjoyable and fulfilling as possible. Whether it's the Pocket Rockets, the Raspberry and Beetroot Oat Bar, their Hydrate Smart Formula drink or their Rapid Recovery Shake. Voom have got every aspect of your pre, mid and post run fueling needs covered. If you want to try before you buy, you can pick up a free, yeah, I said free, taster pack to sample the goods, just pay your postage. When you want more, and we know you will, then we can hook you up. Use the code FARTLIKE15 for 15% off throughout June. To find out more, simply head over to voomnutrition.co.uk and see what all the fuss is about. Big love to Voom, and it's time to get on with the show. And so get ready to hear my squeaky, incomprehensible, stupid voice say, Hit! Rob wrote this, didn't he? Well, shove this where the sun doesn't shine, thumbhead. Hit the music! Are you alone, groupie, and are you enjoy your run? Back to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world that fights like run community. If you're 17, 25, push it in your tail. That, that were a bit posh. Hello there. How the devil are you? You meant to say General Kenobi. Um, yeah. General, or do Kenobi. Are, General Kenobi. Or do ah. RPG two beats? Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> it's lost on some people, including me, this one. It is, but Kenobi's out, and it's very, very exciting for Star Wars nerds like us. I watched episode one last night with Sammy, and it blew my tiny little mind. So I thought I'd go with a hello there. To start with, classic Obi-Wan Kenobi line. We're not having it? No, no, no. I'll watch Star Wars, but I'm not an avid fan, such as you are. Not an avid follower of the wars. Well, you are missing out, you (laughs) idiots. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 7, Episode 5 of the What The Fartlet Podcast. My name is Rob. And my name is Matt. Did you forget for a second, then? It is, I'm just closing the curtain, the window, because the bin men are just going past us. It'll spoil the sound quality. And me just saying that is now spoiled. Anyway, so uh, continue. Thanks, mate. Always a pleasure. Um, we have got a stack show, a very, uh, a little bit of a different show today. Um, we, right, well, I'm not going to ruin it. Why don't you tell everyone what's, what's coming up today, Matt? Uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit of how our week in running's been. Uh, Ben's going to gather Neil and Claire, the finalists of the Park Run Cup, for a bit of an update and a chat with them, two guys, which is going to be awesome. Uh, we've got a chat with George Power, uh, neurodivergent celebrator, fundraiser, word spreader, all of those things, yeah. Do you agree? Good, yeah, good. Yeah. I'll continue. Uh, part run league update, roll calls, Andy Pang. Ooh, thank you. Uh, I believe before we get started, though, you've got a would you rather for me, haven't you? 
Oh yes, I, did, I have. Uh, Haley sent it in uh, the other week. We teased it last week. Uh, here it is. So, uh, would you rather have fingers for nipples or nipples for fingers? You've had lots of time to think about this one. I have, but I've not thought about it. <laughs> you told you told me last week, and it immediately left my brain. <laughs> nipples for fingers. Could you imagine having little stumpy nipple hands? <laughs> It'd be like. <laughs> but can you imagine having like bullet fingers? Bullet, <laughs> bullet, 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 bullet finger nipples. Finger nipples. No, it'd be pretty embarrassing when you were running, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. especially if it were cold outside. Yeah. Oh, and they got hard and pitching <laughs> a couple of tents in me. In me shirt. I don't know. I think let's take a logical approach to it. Hmm. Having nipples for fingers would genuinely impact my quality of life, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it could be, yeah. Like, pick stuff up. Mm. But having fingers for nipples would just make me look a bit weird. Would my fingers have... Sorry, would my nipple fingers have the dexterity of fingers, or would they just be long, floppy, like nipples? Would you... Would, would you... Nipple fingers have the dexterity of fingers. I mean, yeah. So, like, my fingers move, don't they? Like, I've got nipples, yeah. and it allows for movement of my fingers. My nipples don't have knuckles, so right. pretty, they're pretty useless, to be honest. Whereas, mm. if um, if I that's a good question. I, I've not verified this with with Haley. If I so. had two little two little fingers, it'd be like a third hand to pick things up. Uh, it's 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 good job we're not on video, Matt, because I'm at the moment. <laughs> I've got my fingers pointing out my chest and I'm picking various things up on my desk with them. It doesn't really add a lot of value, to be honest. Um, uh, I'm going to go with fingers for nipples. No, yeah, fingers for nipples. Fingers for nipples. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd I'd probably say the same because obviously uh, you you can still pick stuff up and and use your dexterity with with both hands. It's, yeah, good good, good, good idea. And you look a bit weird anyway, so it makes a lot of sense. Thanks, mate. Well, You're welcome. To be fair, your nipples are already massive, so... <laughs> not, that, not that big of a stretch for you, is it? <laughs> Cheers, pal. All right, one, pal. One, uh, one. Let's move on. How's your week been? It's been good, yes. I've, uh, I've uh, been running. I actually went and did some volunteering at Parkrun as well, which I can't yeah, talk only about because, later. Like, only because I forced you. Like, they were, mm. uh, they were asking for volunteers at... Olympic legacy, and so I put your name on it so that they were like, "Can we put you down?" <laughs> and like, you can't really say no, can you? To that? No, no. But you got your first points of the part run league. How'd you feel? I did. Yes, we're good. All, all good. Uh, helping the team out, so nobody can call me out for it now. So. <laughs> yep. 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 Two. Two biggins, eh? <laughs> it is. It is. Yes. Two big, big volunteering points. And one more volunteer uh, role to the uh, to the total as well, which is also always good. Yes. Um, I also ran with Ben last week, which was a good good run. I think we did manage seven miles. I think it was something along them lines. Yeah, quite a, a speedy pace as well, just over eight minute miles, which was which was good. Uh, legs yeah. felt all right. And also, I did an impromptu run yesterday as well, which uh, wasn't planned. <laughs> Tell everybody why you did an impromptu run. Yesterday, uh, yeah, because I, I cycled to work generally, um, and I left the car with Donna to cycle to work yesterday, and I was travelling down a road that's full of potholes uh, that the council can't be asked to fucking fill up. And um, yeah, it's, uh, I hit one of the potholes. Uh, pretty hard to avoid down that stretch of road because I just 
ten of plenty or whatever whatever the saying is. Something like that. <laughs> that is a word, isn't it? Something like that, anyway. Yeah, for once, I think that was actually right. Yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah. Have confidence in yourself. It's, know, almost, it's, it's, it's almost like someone calls you out every single time you make a mistake. <laughs> I don't know why you've not got confidence in it, Matt. I don't know who, I don't know who would be so awful as <laughs> Uh, anyway, I, I, I was what a mile and a half, two miles away from from setting off. From after setting off, and I hit this pothole, and my back tire decided it was going to give out and uh, puncture. So I had to run the rest of the, the rest of the trip to uh, to work towing my bike, which was four, like, it was four and a bit miles in the pissing down rain. <laughs> Just imagine you, you're so tiny as well. <laughs> the bike like probably comes up to your chest, and you're there. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was late to work as well. Uh, so I was late, late to work for one. Uh, the route I chose was I thought, oh, I'll run down side at Parkway. It's not too, it should be straightforward down to did that many. If you're from Sheffield, you know that area. You you will do, Rob. Mm-hmm. That run and them routes are hilly as out and the windy as out, and you can't. Yeah. I should have just gone straight down that main road. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So I got some I got some hill repeats in as well by doing that. I think <laughs> hill repeats towing a bike. Default hill repeats. Weighted hill repeats. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've run this week. <laughs> Very good, well done. Not by choice, not by choice. <laughs> How about you, mate? How have your week been? Yeah, man, uh, probably the highlight of my week has been my weekend away. I've been in Denver. Yes, you have. Uh, in beautiful Exeter. Uh, we had a nice weekend away there uh, with some friends. And uh, the best bit about that was, um, it was an opportunity to see some new Fartlek family faces, mm. some of the southern bunch. Uh, it was unexpected, but it was lovely. Um, we Saturday we ran Exeter Riverside Park Run, which apologies if any Exeter Riverside Park Run listeners uh, listen. Listeners, runners, runners listen to the podcast, but it's awful. It's the worst <laughs> park run I've ever done in my life. Why? Why is it? Why is it that awful? So apparently, it used to be. So it runs along. When you see it written down where it is, it runs along a canal towpath. Um, it's next to a canal towpath, sorry, by Exeter Keys, which is beautiful. Um, it's it's, and then the river flows out to the um, to the sea. You're not, you're probably only about six, seven miles out from the sea. Beautiful location, lovely part of the world. And so you think this is going to be amazing. And you get to it, and you're on the quayside, and it's lovely. And the boats, are, you can see the boats and people paddleboarding and canoeing and rowing and it's lovely and it's all little coffee shops and boutiques and it's oh this is really scenic and you run 500 meters up the canal towpath and then you turn on to what i can only describe as i don't know it's like if a field had been like i, I don't know I, I can't even like it's not even like it's not even a field it's just like it, it looked like it looked like the Battle of the Somme. <laughs> it was the most uneven, horrible, cut-up, long grass, bumpy ankle breaker of a core of, of, a, of a field, and you run round it four times. Ooh. And then you then, then you run back to the start. So the tough part. Oh, so you're in that tough. Oh, this is nice. Turn. Oh shit! Then you get yeah, back exactly. round. Oh, this is nice. Oh, this is shit again. But well, well, no, because you don't you don't go up and down the towpath. You just go up the towpath to get into the field. You turn right into the field, so you only do the towpath once. And then the right. worst part is you do your four laps of the field, then you come back out of it, and you like, oh right, I've got six hundred meters back to the start on this towpath. 
and you get 300 metres down the towpath and they usher you back onto another field because the finish <laughs> funnel's on the field. It's like, <laughs> it was it was awful. It was really didn't enjoy it. Um, oh, so right. Sorry, Exeter Riverside Park Run. Uh, apparently it used to be a different course and mm. it was, it was um, someone through the university owned the fields that it ran through so they had to change it and they've had to make amendments which is understandable. And third place, the volunteers were lovely. Uh, it was a good turnout. Everyone was really friendly. Um, but was it the fact that you had to run that you didn't enjoy it? You reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> I um, but then I had, I had a thoroughly uh, more enjoyable experience on Sunday. Let me, sorry, let me just on Saturday. I know I'm going on a little bit, but uh, the, the thing that did make it very enjoyable, apart from the volunteers, apart from the lovely people there, was we had a big turnout of Fartlet family members, particularly those um, coming from up to an hour, two hours away, even. So Simon Minty right. came, Lynn's Mundy came. Um, Marco Del Wazio came, Simundo Runs came, uh, Zara met us afterwards for a, for a coffee. It was, it was lovely. Me and Sammy were, were buzzing to see, uh, a team. Are they West Coast? No. Mark, uh, Del, what, what's the occurring? Team, what's the occurring? That's them in their yellow tops. They all came down. It was, it was great to see them. It was great to, to see Marco and Simon again, meeting Sainlins for the first time, Zara as well. It was, it was just, just really affirming. To have, uh, to have got out and spent some time with all them. So that, that that made it good. We had a coffee afterwards as well. That was nice. Catch up. Awesome. Um, and then Sunday was was great as well. So um, uh, Saturday, Sunday morning there was a junior park run in Exeter at Heavetree Park, which was up past the hospital, the other side. It wasn't in the same location, fortunately. So Harry and I went, and Harry decided he didn't want to run, so we both did barcode scanning together. And I just want to say a big, big thank you to uh, to Junior Partner. And we're going to talk to our main event, George, um, uh, in just a while. He's he's neurodivergent. Uh, Harry is neurodivergent as well, and sometimes struggles in those kind of environments and those kind of settings. And they made him feel incredibly welcome. Um, he picked the song for the warm up and got a shout out for it. Um, uh, he picked, of course, Ghostbusters. And <laughs> everyone warmed up to Ghostbusters and he loved it. And then he held the bucket for everyone doing the barcode scan and he cheered everyone as they came through the finish line. He had awesome. time. It was, like, it was one of those mornings where you just think, God, this is, yeah, I'm happy. I'm really happy. Like, he was, awesome. he was a superstar. Everyone was lovely though, really welcoming, really inviting. I scanned some barcodes. Um, all the kids did really, really well. They were really friendly. A couple of northerners up there as well. There was a bloke from uh, Leeds, I think, who was down visiting his daughter. Uh, so it was nice to chat to him. Yeah, it was, it was really nice. And then, um, and then on Sunday, I then went and I did eight miles, man. I know. I, I spotted that on Strava when it cropped up on me uh, on, on my notification. I'm like, whoa! Look at Rob going for it. Eight big ones dragged yeah. to it by uh, by Ed, the wonderful Ed. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, lanky yeah. legs Ed um, from Instagram. We met up. We had a good run. He did sixteen. I met him halfway. Uh, we mm-hmm. ran all up and down the the canal, um, up and down the river, and then we finished at the pub for a couple of pints, which was amazing. Standard. Really standard. Obviously, it's me, isn't it? Um, really nice bloke. Really enjoyed yeah. catching up. Got the eight miles in, which was amazing. Didn't expect to. We've got a 14 mile coming up soon, haven't we? So I've got to start getting some miles in the bank. Um, it was great. It, it, was, it was just really nice, really chatty, like speaking to an old pal. Um, Ed and I, uh, we talk a little bit, but we've never really sat down and, and had a really good chat. Mm. So being able to do that on a run was was brilliant. And then Mark, we met Mark as well. So a big shout out to him. He, he couldn't run because he's injured, but he still made an hour trip from Plymouth to to come and just have a pint with me afterwards, which was so nice and very humbling. 
Um, so it was uh, it was really nice to see both those lads. Um, yeah, it was it was a really good weekend, mate. I, I've hijacked yeah. a good chunk of the conversation there. I'm really sorry. Well, no, no, I'm just listening in all, mate. It's, uh, it's very envious. I wish I were there as well. Yeah, uh, me too. It would have been really good to badge him. But I tell you what, he's a tall bugger, his head. And now I know he how is. when you're around everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I, is. I met him at Rasselbock. Uh, you, you couldn't come to Rasselbock, but I met him there. Yeah, he's a really nice bloke. And, and like I said, really, really tall to me. I was going to say, compared <laughs> to you, yeah, you were to his kneecap. Um, yeah, I was, yeah he came, we saw him just before. We, in funny, X is pretty small. And he was with his daughter doing a bit of shopping on the Sunday mm. day time before we were meant to meet that afternoon. And um, and he randomly walked past us and he was like, oh, I hope Rob. And I was like, Jesus Christ, John. <laughs> like, because obviously Ed is part of an Instagram power couple with, with of course, our pal Rosie, right, former Rosa. Team Rob member. Um, and uh, and I just always assumed Rosie's really small. That was just the assumption I made. You know, when you see them together, you're just mm. like, oh, I'll bet Rosie's tiny because you, you always see her next mm. to bed and there's such a, a height difference. I don't think she's actually that small. I just think Ed is a fucking giant. <laughs> and that's why he's called Lanky Legs Ed on Instagram. And that is why he's called that. But a lovely bloke, uh, lovely yeah. people around and a great weekend spent down south. Down south. It's not as bad as the make out, you know, mate. It's oh. and, you, you, and you got back up north in one piece. I did, I did, yeah, back up in uh, in Witness now, and hopefully seeing some more of the North West Fartlek family ahead of the Jubilee weekend, not going back in Sheffield till next week. Awesome, awesome, catch up, and awesome chat, mate. Excellent, right, uh, let's get on with it, we've we've wasted a little bit of time, I hope people didn't get too bored of that, we're going to go over now to talk to Ben and Emma, um, it's parkrun tourism time, however there's going to be a twist on it this week, because we are hopefully going to be hearing as well from our parkrun cup finalists, Um uh, Claire and Neil. Should we get over and have a chat with them? Yeah, let's do it. Right, I've ditched a tiny dancer, but I've gained a part run power couple. Ben and Emma, how are we doing? Great, thanks. Yeah, doing all right. How are you? Yes, very well, thank you. Very excited to chat to you today because we've got a little bit of a twist on the usual format for the old part run tourism, haven't we? We do, yeah, yeah. We've uh, we uh, went to one that we went to not long ago, so. Not much to say, but we, we have an exciting chat with uh, the two finalists coming up straight after it. So we don't want to take too much time and attention away from them because uh, we want to get on to it and uh, conclude what's been an epic tournament in the Parkrun Cup. Yeah, amazing. We are, we're cooking on gas with the Parkrun League, aren't we? But we don't want to forget the amazing work that's gone into the Parkrun Cup. Um, and we've got Neil and Claire coming on for an, a special uh, interview uh, led by your, your good selves, uh, that's going to be in just a couple of minutes. Uh, but before we do, just remind everybody, where, where were you this week? So, as we said, we honoured our word and we went to a Parkrun Cup final. Obviously, it's North versus South, couldn't be at both. So we went over to Witness. Weirdness. Weirdness, which we'd been to six weeks before. So uh, we we done it. We knew what to expect. You know, it's a lovely park run, great set of volunteers, lovely park uh, four laps, slight bit of up on one side, nice bit of down on the other side, um, and yeah, it was it's it was great. One of the locals had been cancelled, Warrington, so it increased the numbers a fair bit, mm-hmm. um, which made it hard to try and finish in the same position again because there's too many fast lads turned up. Yep. But we had a great time. Rob was volunteering, Nadine was volunteering, Brad has turned up to run, Claire put her effort in, as you're going to hear, Emran. Um, so yeah, we had a, we had a great time. Absolutely amazing. Um, and 
in terms of we'll get to the part run cup stuff in in just a second um really great to see so many people together of course uh, did you manage to get a coffee from the famous espositos afterwards absolutely yeah cappuccino for me what i asked for an orange juice and they gave me it was like a fruit shoot and i'm like <laughs> okay. And I was like, the woman, no, well, she was a bit, she was a bit dippy. And I'm going, no, I asked for an orange juice. She's going, this is the only orange juice we have. And I'm like, no, it says kids orange juice. And it says orange juice. She's just going, this is all we have. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to take the fruit shoot and just like. <laughs> Drag the fruit shoot. Welcome to window. Um, uh, wonderful. Enjoyed it. On the way home, she was drinking it. And she's like, this is actually quite nice. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that awful woman gave me a fruit shoot. Um, very, very quickly then, guys, uh, just to summarise before we get over to uh, to Claire and Neil. Uh, Part Run Cup, it's been amazing. How have you guys found it with all the work behind the scenes? Oh, we've we've loved it. We've loved it. I mean, it's it's a labour of love. It, it was it was brilliant to see. To see from the start when we had was it 54 people enter and we got down to the final two. It's lasted five months and it's been brilliant every single week. Um, there's been banter going back and forth. There's been people improving all the time. And and it was what we wanted. We wanted people to, to, to get back in the groove of it. That's why we chose post-COVID PBs, because people weren't where they were before COVID. So we wanted to try and push people to get back there. And we feel it was pretty successful with the amount of PBs that we've had and people within 10 20 seconds of their pre-covid pb it's uh, it's been great to see and honestly some of the banter that's been going back and forth over the whole tournament i must say the southerners have really have really brought it to the table with banter uh, yeah. so us northerners need to get a bit more involved next time but uh yeah no honestly it's, it's been great pleasure putting the stats together and and pairing people off and making our silly little live videos and drawing numbers out the out the bag it's uh we've loved doing it it was everything we wanted and a little bit more so we're yeah. honored we're honored that everyone got involved and we're excited to do it all again next year yeah brilliant and it will be back next year um and of course you guys aren't getting any rest because you're doing even more work probably for the part run league which is growing arms and legs and is wonderful to see the engagement and involvement just one more time guys a huge huge thank you on behalf of not just not just the part not just the podcast team your fellow podcast team members for the for the work you've done to improve i believe this podcast your involvement has has, has made us better um as a product and, and 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 as an offering in terms of, of what what we can give to the community but also on behalf of that community itself because you've done a great job and i know that i'm getting messages from a lot of people saying that they feel so much uh, really empowered really reinvigorated really falling back in love with running because of something like this and that's down to your two's hard work so just thank you so so much for the work you've done and long may it continue it is wonderful to have you as part of the team it's it's i can't can't remember what it was like before you were it oh thanks rob i mean it's something that you've started with you so much summer challenges and make mat run challenges so we've just kind of you know been inspired by that and carried on from there the next the next step in evolution what's coming <laughs> next then that's that's what we've got to start thinking of. after part run league we're going to take it up a level mm-hmm. all. um right okay um cool so ben emma with nothing more to be said shall we get over to hear from the part run cup 2022 finalists in the inaugural Bema interview segment 
Absolutely. Let's do it. We love recording this. They're two lovely people. So we're ready. Excellent. Let's go. Okay. So here we are. We have finally reached the um, conclusion of the Parkrun Cup, which we started way back in January. It saw 54 people taking part. And on Saturday, we had the final which turned out to be a North versus South final. Um, and as a special treat for you, we have got both of the finalists on to have a little chat about how they feel it went for them, and both on Saturday and throughout the Cup. So here we are. My glamorous assistant will begin. and uh, Take it away, Em. Start quizzing you, Neil. So, how's your week been? Have you been back out running, or are you resting? No, I've been out. I've been out twice so far this week, including first one of Mr. Pinfold's speed sessions tonight, which has uh, made the legs scream a little bit, shall we say? Ouch! Is that uh, is that Mr. Penfold, the owner of the podcast? Exactly. He's the one and only, apparently. Very <laughs> good. Very good. Owns the podcast, but couldn't, you know, couldn't be yeah. to, to the final. Yeah, yeah, it's too, <laughs> too busy to, to support you there, Neil. Just remember that. Exactly. Uh, and same to you, Claire. How are you? How are you? How have you been since Saturday? Have you been Have you been out running much? I know you're preparing to go on holiday um, tomorrow, I believe. So I am is- indeed. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm good, but Neil is very much showing me up with his two runs, as I've done a grand total of zero exercise since Saturday. Um, we're resting. Let's call it resting. Resting and recovering after yeah. uh, after what we will explain to the listeners shortly. So, um, Neil, do you want to do you want to tell us how you feel it's been for you throughout this tournament? Starting, can you cast your mind, but all the way back to um, January, and do you remember who your first opponent was? Um, going back to my first opponent, Gary. Yeah, nearly. Gareth Davis. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yes, back yes. Um we're coming back back in January. I was just just going back back into my running. I haven't been injured for the previous fourteen months or so and then having five, six months out with no running at all last year. So my my plan initially was for the to use the the cup as a to a, a, a marker for me to have regain my fitness. So um to get to the final, I'm, it was unbelievable, and along the way, he being sort of every fortnight, every three weeks, was uh, certainly sort of encouragement for me to keep going. Yeah, absolutely amazing. I mean, looking at, so you started out with your um, post-COVID PB of 28.46. Yep. So in, the, in the first round, you knocked 1 minute 47 off and knocked Gareth out. Um, then you faced Jordan. That's right. Yes, and, they, and that's when the banter started. I have to admit, there's a bit of banter about <laughs> Jordan, um, but I knew I had more. To, I was able to take more bigger chunks of my time each time. Yeah, the quicker guys are slightly penalised in, in, in a change like this because that, yeah, their margins are so much finer than someone like myself. Indeed. Uh, you even went for a bit of warm weather training around that time, at the, uh, I, I believe. I've actually had two. I've had two sessions of warm weather training during the cup. Yes, so um, 
but yeah, the first one was in Cape Verde, and then the second one in Banking Area. Very nice, very nice. I mean, for anybody else, that might have been a bit of a detriment going uh, going on holiday and eating, drinking, everything. But it's not slowed you down, that's for sure. Well, it, it's more encouragement to do more of eating and drinking if you, if you make more space for it. <laughs> true, true. So after you knocked Jordan out, now this you, this is where Jordan went and won a park run and still got knocked out of the cup. Sorry, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but not sorry. So then you faced Simon Minty. Um, you knocked off eight seconds in that round and knocked Simon out. Then it was Neil Marshall. Yes, but again, Neil being another you know, one of the dare I say one of the quicker guys in the in the in the, in the cup. Yeah, the margins are fine for him. So I, I knew if I if I took fifteen twenty seconds or whatever outs, I was going to be in a, in a good chance of beating him as well. So um, yeah, the, the encouragement is always is always you know. For, Go for the bigger margin, if the bigger margin as possible, rather than the, keep it to a fine line. Yeah. So you knocked another 29 seconds off there. Um, and then Neil's uh, after the cup now gone and got his sub 20. So I'd like to think that him pushing himself through the cup has helped him get that PB. Yes. Who knows? I'm sure. It, I'm sure. It has, I'm sure it's helped everybody through the whole through the, through the whole tournament, not just myself and Claire. Um, but it's uh, it's just the the whole community spirit of the whole thing as well, which is what Park Fun's all about as well. So yeah, you've got a lovely team down there in uh, down in Bodner. Tone Zone Runners, we're uh, we're excited. We'll be down there next Friday. Is it next Friday? Yeah, it is isn't it next Friday? Yes. We're going to be down there, so we're we're excited to travel down and to uh, to see to see a lot of you. Although. Uh, I won't be seeing a lot of you on Saturday, but Emma might. I believe she's going to park run with Beth. So. Yes, and you may be seeing a few more than you think, Ben, on Sunday, so we'll, we'll see. Ah, right, OK, cool. That'd be nice. So next up was the semi-final against Paul Griffiths. Yes, and that's when the, that's when the banter really kicked off. Paul and I um, had spoken briefly beforehand, and then... The week leading up to the to our to our, our final week of the the summit of time, um, we were both both sort of DMing each other and just stirring each other on, and um, I was I was a bit concerned after my time, but I, I was fortunate I had uh, Mr. Pepper Penfold to help me to pace me down the uh, Little Hampton course for my semi final. Um, and he, um, sort of, I left him a little bit behind on the, on the final push, but uh, when, I, when I got my official time through, I was a bit concerned that it wasn't enough to uh, beat Paul, but luckily enough, it was enough. But he was very gracious in defeat and phoned me after he got his official results, and uh, we had a good conversation on the phone as well, so it's nice. Yeah, that, that was a really nice touch. Um, Paul was definitely in it to win it, so uh, to knock him out, yeah, you did. You did amazing there, knocking another 19 seconds off. He was, like you say, he was so gracious in defeat. And and as you mentioned earlier about bringing people together, I mean, for Paul to just pick the phone up and ring you and just talk to you and congratulate you, it, it shows that it's brought people together that little bit more and made friendships. And 
that was something that we were definitely aiming for, and we knew, we knew it might happen with with local runners meeting or potentially drawing each other. But even from as far away as Retford down to Bognor, there's still a, there's still a good good friendship being built, and uh, that, was, that was great to hear, and it was lovely of him to do. So, so yeah, so so right, let's move on to Claire for a bit. So Claire, are you there? I'm here, yeah. She's there, she's there, right. So, cast your mind all the way back to January when you started the competition with a time of 27.27. Your first opponent, do you remember who it was? It was Nick, Mr Dirt Monkey. Indeed, Mr Nicholas Finney, yes. And in the first round, you managed to go through by knocking 27 seconds off your time, which... uh, Gave a nice round number of 27 minutes. Moving into February, you came up against, do you remember? Uh, Gary Ludwin. Very good memory. We're liking it. We're liking it. Do you remember your time? Impressed me. Come on. Mm. So it was 27 after the first round and then, I don't know, 20, just under 26? Correct. 25.56. A whole one minute and four taken off. Then we moved yeah. on to on to March and we had Jamie. So Jamie Denham, I've given that one away there. Yeah. I think and it was definitely starting to get harder at, at that point. Um yeah, that was the point at which it felt harder to actually you know, take any take any time off. Yeah, indeed, but you still managed a nice big chunk in that one, thirty six seconds. He took off that one. And then moving into April, remember who you faced in April? That would be Kirsty. That was when I very much thought that, that my time in the cup was done. Um, probably a little bit of a buy, really, in the sense that Kirsty was injured, wasn't she? Um, yeah. So I think she only had maybe one run at the start of the month. Um, she... So I, I got a bit lucky there, if you like. Not necessarily. She might have beaten it. She might not have. But you still went on and knocked 25 seconds off of your time, which is worthy enough to go through to any of the rounds. Uh, but as you say, obviously, Kirsty, she was coming back from broken foot injury, and then something else went, and she had to she had to forfeit her place. So, yeah, it's uh, it's happened to me before in my club version of this and it's very much appreciated although you do feel sorry for your opponent but uh, it's quite nice when you can relax <laughs> oh, well I'm definitely going to go through here now so snuck yeah. away through you did you did and then who was your opponent in the semis the lovely Nadine lovely lovely Nadine and um what what that- happened what happened in the semis because obviously you were both at the same course and you were both racing and yeah, that was what was really great as well, because obviously we were able... We, so me and Nadine had met when Nadine was up against Rob Corns earlier in the Cup. Um, ah, yeah. We hadn't met previously, so we'd met a few times then. So I think in the semis we met up two weeks um, to to race against each other. Um, but yeah, just really supportive, you know. Yeah. I think yeah. we were both willing each other on. I mean, Nadine's coming back from a broken knee two years ago. I mean, you can't Correct. help but want her to do well. And she's absolutely smashed her time. She's took off so much in the cup. Oh. Three minutes 43 she knocked off. Yeah, it's her incredible. 
Yeah, that's a, it was amazing, amazing. And and you say you didn't really know Nadine up to the point of uh, the cup until she faced Rob Corn. So did did you lot kind of know know of each other or know each other in any sense before any of this or? No, I didn't. I didn't know Nadine at all before that. I didn't. I don't even think we were following each other on Instagram or anything before that. It was only through the cock that we've we've connected. But now, yeah, we've been regularly meeting up. It's been it's been lovely. And both neither me or Nadine PB'd in the semi final either. But you know, we gave we gave it a go. But yeah, yeah, yeah neither was it. That's just the way it goes. So. Out of all your rounds, which would you say was your your favourite round in that one? Any 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 standout performances from you or I think in terms of in terms of performance, I think I think it was the it had been the April, um because I got sub twenty five and that mm. was a big marker really for me. Um because I'd basically I'd done marathon training last year for my first marathon and everything was just slow miles building up the mileage and I just lost all speed and hadn't really done any the year before in fairness in lockdown so we'd just been getting slower and slower so the aim of the cup a bit like Neil mentioned was to just have something to spur you on to try and get a bit quicker set a benchmark so to get back to a sub 25 that was that was a big marker um, so in terms of my performance, it'd be that one. Um, but then in terms of this community aspect, it'd be the semi-final because me and Nadine could do it in person and meet up. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And obviously there were other Widnesians there with you, I'm sure, cheering yeah. you both around. Yeah, our little, our little squad meeting up. Yeah, yeah. great. Uh, a lovely little squad, Mike. We had. We've we've been over twice in the last what six weeks now, and <laughs> you're yeah, regulars. <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> do you know what? I've only ever done some. I've done hundred odd park runs and seventy odd venues, and I've only ever gone back to a venue more than once on ten occasions. Um. So, yeah, Wid Witness is now in that in that. Uh, Category group. something, yeah, something I've been back to more than once, so there must be something worth going back there for, and uh, there certainly was. It was you guys, and uh, we were we were honoured to be there on Saturday. But uh, but yeah, so just quickly going back to Neil, Neil, any standout performances for you in the, in the, in the rounds leading up to the final? Any any probably the semi final stands out for me. Yeah, yeah, I. I, I you know, it's the first time I felt under pressure to know yeah. that I had to go out. I had, I knew I'd have to PB. Yeah. It's the first time I actually thought, actually thought, yeah, felt a little bit under pressure during it. It's, um, but yeah, and, ha- and having a few people around me, like I said, I had you know, Mr. Pentel Senior to run with. Um, it, it made it a lot easier, and uh, and to see them. So getting behind the cup and everything else, having been knocked out in previous rounds, was uh, certainly you know, it certainly made, sort of spurred me on a bit more to uh, get legs moving. Yeah, that leads on nicely. So we're going to have a chat about the final now. So, how did you feel in the the build-up week to the final and the morning before you run? Um, myself, I felt 
I thought, I thought I'm just going to go out. I, I had it in my head what I wanted to do. That didn't happen, but that's by the by. Um, you know, I wanted to get myself in, into the um, 24 somewhere um, and as low as I could, as low as I could go. Um, I did run it, I did run it solo. Um, just put, I had a playlist that lasted the duration of about 24.45 I think it was um, so I knew if I, if I started the playlist at the right time and, and finished inside that time I knew I knew I was on for you know, a decent sized chunk of PB and um, I was just outside it but that's you know but no, but I, during the week before I felt relaxed and just felt you know go and have some fun I've got this far I'm enjoying it I'm going to make sure I, I enjoy the final and um, what venue did you pick, and what were the okay. conditions like on the morning, the weather? And okay, so I went back to Little Hampton, which is now out and back, out and back, um, on the on the alongside the beach on the promenade. Um, conditions couldn't be better. Um, very slight breeze from the north. The sun was out. The beach looked lovely. Um, it's a fairly small crowd that go to. Little Hampton is about 150 to 170 each week, um, and as long as you start on the, on, on, get to the front of the start, you you can get away and you've got wide pond to run on. There's no there's no tight turns or anything else. Um, it's a it's a nice fast course when you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on to you, Claire. How did you feel in the run up to in the week running up to your final and the morning of it? So I think I knew I had to PB. Um, Neil had been winding me up all week, but I very much knew that he was going to PB. I had no doubt that he was going to PB on the day. So a little bit of pressure. I mean, I think I said to you, Em, on the morning, I felt sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it wasn't, I mean, it, it wasn't about winning. It was sort of wanting to put in... A decent show I think because I hadn't managed to knock any time off in the semi-final that sort of plays in your head a little bit so I wanted another sub 25 and thought as long as it's another sub 25 that's okay in an ideal world I wanted an all-time PB so I think my all-time PB which was from three years ago um was 24 35 something like that so that was that was in my head that I would have liked to have done that but it didn't feel it didn't feel particularly achievable to be honest so I thought I'll just go off quick and see how long I can hang on for it's an excellent yeah. plan well you did go off quick uh, I couldn't keep up with you at the start like oh my god what pace is she running here we're going for a sub 22 or <laughs> yeah my first, my first night was absolutely ridiculous it was 714 <laughs> I can barely run quicker than that <laughs> it worked. Um, and you didn't really have much choice on that, did you? Because you were short on time. You had to... Yeah, the kids were there with me. Yeah, it was a case of, yeah, somewhere, being able to go somewhere local. Um, but I, I guess the, the advantage I had was I wasn't on my own and that really, that did really help on the day. So I had my dad pacing me as ever. Although on the first lap he couldn't keep up with me because I shot off, um, <laughs> but then then he was very much in front of me for the last two laps. Like come on, as I was slowly, slowly 
falling away. Um, and yeah, had all the others there. So Nadine with a homemade pillowcase banner. So amazing. It's so, amazing. so good. And I think the thing of it was the four lap course at Witness, which the laps are not great, but at least with the laps, it means that you can see people, you know, you're just aiming to get round to see them again. So I had Dean on one side, Rob Horn's barcode scanning. So he was looking after my kids and shouting on the other side. Um, and then, yeah, Brad is there as well, who ran me in for the last last little corner to just give me that that boost at the end, which was needed. Yeah, amazing. They were all amazing. All amazing. And and I was stood there at the end with Rob and we saw you sprinting towards the finish and, and we saw the effort in your face and then... <laughs> yeah, I was quite glad that Brad's video didn't didn't record. It's not, yeah. it's not a face, I need to see again. <laughs> <laughs> we won't forget it. <laughs> no, so... So when you, so going back to Neil, so so when you stopped and you looked at your watch, what did you think? Did you think you were in with a chance? I thought I might have been in with a chance. Yes, I was more I was more annoyed. I missed out on position bingo, to be honest, as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I was I was I was trying to uh, myself trying to run position ten again, and having having been to witness a few weeks before. Um, I think me and Jack ran it together, and we finished like fifth and sixth. And I thought, oh well, if I if I run around that time, possibly even slower, I might be able to get it. But one of the local park runs was off, so everybody had descended on Widnes by the looks of it, and uh, it meant there were a few too many fast runners there for uh, for me to catch up with, and uh, I ended up missing out by three places. But might make it easier this coming week for me. I had, a young, I had a youngster in front of me that I, 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 I was hunting down in the last two or three hundred metres, um, and he had he, he finished forty-seven past forty-eight, and which that would have given me forty-seven two, two weeks running, which would have been quite nice. But um, yes, you were didn't you finish just one place out? Yes. Yes, we, yes. Yeah, we noticed that when we were doing the stats, which we'll uh, talk about later in the podcast. Um. But yeah, so then obviously it was down to me to make a phone call and to check the results. And obviously Claire had run what looked like a minute PB, almost 57 seconds. And uh, I'm a new runner PB as well. But yeah, the, the, the winner on the day was Claire. Um, but to us, me, Emma, Rob and the rest of the team... You're all winners. You you were both winners on the day. You both deserve to be in the final. I mean, we've only got a look. And from the start of the competition, Neil alone, you've taken off three minutes and 53 seconds from your post-COVID PB. Um, and Claire, you've taken off three minutes and 29 seconds. Claire, you've run an all-time park run PB on Saturday. Neil, you are now just 37 seconds off your all-time PB, which you set way back in 2018. When I was um, Was that at Fulham Palace Park Run? Fulham, and it, 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 was, it was a lovely course. That, right, you run alongside of the Thames and the back of Craven Cottage. Um, yeah, that was, that was towards the end of my marathon training back in 2018. And I was as fit then as... I've possibly ever been, but um, 
yeah, so, so to be to be know I'm getting close to that now, I'm uh, I'm very happy. Yeah, so going forward, do you think you'll um, keep focusing on that 5K goal, or have you got yes. something different that you want to focus um, on? This year, is good. I, I want to get, I'm try and get the 5K down into the, dare I say, into 23s is a target, and also to try and get my half marathon time down to the 145 area time, as it were. Um, I'm, off to pa- I'm off to Palmer in October. <coughs> For the half marathon out there. Oh, very nice. Very yeah. nice. We, uh, we, all being well, we might be off to uh, Poland to run the Krakow half in October. Very nice. Huh? That's one of our goals this year. Welcoming. Well, so so going to you, Claire. Claire, what um, have you got any goals going forward from here now? Obviously, you we know how much you craved that sub twenty four, and and you've got it. First time in over ten years you'd run under that time, was it? And it's, yeah, been been running for yeah ten, eleven years now. Um, and I mean, I've said for several years really, like sub twenty four was like the sort of dream time for a five k. Don't don't particularly see myself as a quick runner, and I'd only run under twenty five a handful of times, three times, four times maybe. Um, and so that was sort of an ultimate goal. So I was pretty, sh- I mean, you see, and I was pretty shocked when I finished mm. because I'd just yep. avoided looking at my watch, um, on Saturday. So yeah, it's a massive, massive thing ticked off. And I wouldn't, wouldn't have done it without the cup. Like, although my, like, my goals for this year really was to try and get back to running, to running quicker doing shorter distances to try with sort of 5k 10k get back down to running some quicker times I know that without the cup and without kind of the the competitive nature and the you know the drive of sort of having to do it having a time limit of you know a month against an opponent then when I'd have gone I'd have just taught myself out of it each time I'd have been through the week I'll put an effort in on Saturday and then it'd have come to it and I'd have gone oh I haven't slept very well or whatever mm-hmm. taught myself out of it so it, it, it definitely better. pushed me on so I think now it's <laughs> I can't see me taking any more time off it at the minute but what I'd like is to is to settle into the 24s feeling feeling a bit more achievable and then trying yeah. to hold that pace over longer distances to sort of you know five mile 10k um yeah. and see where we go from that I've nothing really booked in um, at the moment. So, yeah, maybe need to have a think and see what's next. Yeah, I'd say it's probably a good good time to look at targets in a 10K and see where where you're at over that distance if you... Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, so overall, Claire, you were the winner. You, you performed... Each and every round, even though you didn't PB in every round, you still went out there, you still put your effort in. Same with you, Neil. You did PB in every single round. But unfortunately, on the day, the final, it just wasn't as much as Claire's. But either way, we just want to say from, from me and Emma, and like I say, the rest of the team, we're, we're, we're proud of you both. We're, we were honoured to have such a competitive final and we were 
shocked to see how well he both did in the final as well to carry on PB in that late. And we we didn't know how the cup was going to go. We didn't know if people were going to really get into it or understand it. We didn't. It kind of took a back step in the last few weeks as Parkrun League has taken over. But as especially you, Neil, with your banter to your opponents and that, you've you've really kept that spirit alive, and it's been great. And I mean, I know just just from being there with Claire, when I saw Claire's face and I saw how happy she was when she checked her time, and that it really that really like sent a shiver down me to say what we've done is actually done some good and and we were pleased with that and and we just want to say thank you really for you two for being such great sports great opponents uh great finalists and uh yeah um hopefully you'll both be back next year in parkrun cup 2023 claire you've got a title to defend yeah, it feels unlikely that there's much. I think I'm out first round next time, aren't I? That's going off. But what I would want to say is just a thank you to UNM because it can't be easy organising 54 lots of times and keeping on top of it and just and then providing the encouragement and supporting. And, you know, you've always been there to kind of reach out a message. And, yeah, just a massive thank you. And I know that it's helped loads of people and just given given a focus and helped kind of introduce some people um people making friends off the back of it so a massive thank you to both of you and i echo that as well um you know what you guys have done you know organizing this keep and keeping the community informed of all the all the goings on and everything else you know it's been amazing thank you and i'd also like to congratulate claire as well on her just to, to take nearly a minute of a pb Deserves a cup full stop in my eyes. So, um, yeah, a, a very, very worthy winner of the uh, of the first part on cup. Thanks, Neil. Yeah, no problem. Oh, that was nice. So yeah, so that's about it. That was that was what we were after. We were, we wanted to just get you both on and just just hear about your journeys and everything else that goes with it before, during, after, and uh, yeah, it's been brilliant having you both on. It's been. Like I say, brilliant you having you in the cup, and uh, yeah, we we hope to see you both at a park run soon. I know, uh, I know, I'm um, sure we'll see Claire because I'm sure we'll end up back at Winners at some point. And, uh, <laughs> so I'll so be joining Emma and Beth in a couple of weeks. Wherever where where they end up going, don't Neil. Yeah, Ben's Ben's very upset that he's um, booked a race on a Saturday and he's going to miss. Why would you? We're not allowed to talk about parkrun. We'll just talk about it all Sunday. Yeah, there's no parkrun segment on that weekend. It's, it's, it's <laughs> that weekend, no, so. no. <laughs> Me and Neil can do the parkrun segment. I messaged Jack and I said, right, we're setting off with two hours, ten minutes into the run. Where do you think we'll be and how far off a parkrun do you think we'll be? Can we divert off course to go to a parkrun? And apparently not. Apparently, we'll be too far away at that point. So I saw Jack after his last long long run, and I don't think he's got a park run in during the ultra. (laughs) (laughs) Fair play, fair play. Right, cheers, guys. Thanks for coming on. We're gonna hand over to Rob now to introduce this week's guest, which is Rawsome Runner George. Is it? Um, We'll let. Rob do all the introductions and everything and we're excited to listen to this one so from me and Em thank you very much and uh, yeah see you too soon thanks very much guys thanks thank you
Hey, and there you go, Matty. That was uh, that was our pals, Ben and Emma. Amazing job they've done. Uh, yes. And, uh, and a really great chat to hear a little bit more about exactly what the Parkrun Cup did mean, not just to Claire and Neil, but hopefully to a few of the other guys who've, who've shaved off PBs, who've uh, shaved time off PBs, yeah. who've uh, got out, met some new people, pushed themselves, got involved, really enjoyed it. it, it I, I, I think it's been a roaring success, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone who joined in and, and did, did a round and, uh, and pushed themselves a little bit harder than they normally do. Uh, obviously, all smashed it. Um, and well done to, uh, to Neil and Claire for uh, getting to the final and awesome job for Claire for winning it. Pushed herself beyond what she was uh, capable of before. So, yeah, brilliant stuff and uh, great to see. Excellent. And we say it time and time again, but a huge thank you to Ben and Emma. Um, yes. We've uh, done a sterling job and continue to do a sterling job with the partner league, which we're going to get to in just a little while. Before we do, mighty. Mm. Uh, we've got our main event coming up, and we've got a chat with a very special young man, haven't we? We have, yes. Uh, George, George Power and his mum joins him, uh, Simone, um, for, for a chat about uh, everything he's doing, uh, trying to support neurodivergency. Um, to be honest, mate, I didn't know what that term meant. And no. when, when you mentioned it to me uh, a few weeks ago, so I had a quick look on the internet just to try and educate myself a little bit and find out a little bit more about it. So, yeah, interesting chat, and uh, what, what he's doing is great. Yeah, I think the key the key thing for me, and it, it does come across in the conversation, but I do want to just explain a little bit from my experience as a dad of a neurodiverse uh, uh, son. Um, it's hard, particularly in those formative years. Mm. Um, the system is not set up in the UK to, I don't think anywhere, to be honest, to um, facilitate a speedy diagnosis. Um, I think the thing with, neurodiversity and the thing with the spectrum is that there are so many things that sit within it it'd be mm. very easy to sit there and just say okay we're talking about autistic children we're talking mm. about people with adhd um but there's not there's there's so much that sits with within neurodiversity that just makes our kids a little bit different and just makes life that little bit harder for them to function within the parameters yeah. that society expects of them and it does take an awfully long time. Once you've got that diagnosis and once you know specifically what it is that that, that, that child is dealing with, what the triggers are going to be, what the coping mechanisms can be, how we can support them, um, how we can um, help them continue to, 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 to not, not adapt, because I think it's. I'm very much a firm believer that neurodiversity is the next step on the evolution, in the evolutionary ladder. That, you know, when you look at some of the, the traits that often come with neurodiversity, you know, very analytically minded, um, people who um, very often intelligence, great problem solving skills. Um, there's a lot that uh, being able to free themselves of emotions sometimes. Um, there's a lot about it that suggests that they are just they're just moving on. They're, they're, they're the next step. They're the. Then the next, then the next step on the evolutionary ladder, and we're just the cavemen left behind. And yeah, maybe that's just me being a proud dad thinking that. But my Harry's amazing, and George is amazing, and and what what once you know how to support them, um, you know it, it's it's something that that you can absolutely work with and help your kids, and just like you would do with with anything, um, supporting your children growing up. But there is an awfully long time where you're waiting for that diagnosis. Harry Harry was identified as, as having potential neurodiversity when he was in nursery. Right. So he was three. He's six next month, and we've still not had a diagnosis. Right. You, 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 you can sit in the system for three, four years. 
I suppose that, when when you're on the different uh, ends of the spectrum as well, I suppose it is is more difficult to to get the diagnosis at, at different. If, yeah, do you know, see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and, and and that's the thing. It's not it's not like um, you know, if a kid's got a broken leg, you can oh yeah, do an X-ray, the leg's broken. It's not it's not like that. It's there's so many things that can form part of it and. Mm. And yeah. so, and, and it's it's not a criticism of the NHS. It's not a criticism no. of, of 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 the process. It's that it just is what it is. But there is an awfully long amount of time that children like Harry and like George have to wait to be told, okay, this is how we help you, yeah, and we yeah. support you. And you know, it breaks my heart sometimes to see. And you know, this is probably me speaking, maybe a little bit off 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 on a tangent, but it breaks my heart to see. Harry having to interact sometimes on the playground and the way that some parents treat him. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, he's naughty sometimes. And that's not just because of his neurodiversity. He's very high energy and he can be very, very naughty and he can, you know, he can drive me up the wall. Mm. But some of the things, Harry just has quirks that make him unique and he yeah. has things about himself that just make him a little bit different. And I wouldn't change a single one of them. Yeah. But to see the struggles that he goes through, the looks he gets, the fights that my wife has to go through on the playground, and there have been physical altercations on the playground because wow. of parents that cannot see, that do not have patience for Harry. It mm. kills me and it breaks my heart. And I just want my little lad to have everything he deserves in the world and I'm getting a little bit emotional about it because I know I'm not alone mm. and, um, and I think that's why I was so excited to have George on because what George is doing and the money that he is raising and the work that he is doing is to help schools have extra resources in place to help children pre-diagnosis mm. to help children to understand that, yeah. what's going on with them and in that long in that long period b- between getting the diagnosis, so they, they need a, a, all the help they can get it's in schools and out of schools. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely, and what George is doing is is a is a great thing. I think, yeah, it is. It is a great thing, and 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 I would encourage anybody and everybody to help him out and and to make a donation and to just give him page, which we will share at the end of this. Um, but I think the key message is for me that. Let's go over it and hear it in George's words and, and let's hear his experiences and the amazing things that he's done. And, and of course, his, his awesome mum, Simone, who was on, on the chat with us as well. Um, but the, the key message for me is just let's just remember that, you know, people, not everyone's the same. And just because people are a little bit different sometimes, that doesn't make them better or worse. It just makes them different. And we need to all work together to make everyone feel comfortable and safe in this world and to give everyone the best opportunity to succeed and have the best life they possibly can. Um, and just let's just think about the actions that we're taking um, on a day to day basis. Yes, mate. Yeah. All right. Right. Let's get over and have a quick chat with uh, with George and Simone, then, shall we? I think it's going to be a great one. Yeah, let's do it. Now then, it is fair to say that the people we talk to every week on this podcast are all amazing in their own right. Their feats of endurance, their fundraising, their missions to raise awareness have been known to make us swoon with admiration. But I think we'd be hard pressed to find any of them doing it at the tender age of 10. Now, neurodiversity is a term used to empower and promote the positive qualities possessed by those with a neurodevelopmental difference. And my guest today is a walking embodiment of those exact words. 
positive qualities. Now, this is a subject very close to my heart as the father of a neurodivergent son. And seeing the efforts that this young man is making to try and make life that little bit easier, that little bit brighter for children like my Harry is nothing short of inspirational. Now, let's get on and find out about this real life superhero joined by his mum, Simone, but we're not going to let her talk too much. Today, I am talking to George. George, how are we doing today, mate? Good. Good. And mum, how are you doing today? Doing well, thank you. Excited. It is very exciting. Now, George, it's very exciting for you, of course, because you are right at the end of your big running challenge. Have you been out for a run today? No, but we're going to go in a bit. You're going in a bit. Now, do you prefer running in the evening or do you prefer running in the morning? Evening. Evening. Why do you prefer running in the evening? Because it's cold and I don't get as hot. Oh, especially in the summer now. It is really warm, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good stuff. Right, now, lots of people follow your journey on Instagram, um, which is wonderful. So I think a lot of people will know you already. Um, but why don't you tell me, uh, and I'll come to you first, George, but mum can help in and chip in if needs be. Why don't you tell uh, everybody when you first started running? When, when did you first get into running? On the first day of last month. Wow, so you've never run before? We've done a few runs, haven't we? Yeah. Okay, he's so... Joined, he's joined me a few times. Um, a, cu a couple of times, but nothing, but nothing like this before, no? No. No, okay, amazing. And uh, what is it that made us start running? Is, is mummy a runner? Is that why? Did she did she twist your arm? Yeah. Did <laughs> she? Okay. So let's ask mummy then. So mum, when did you start running? Oh, um, about four years ago. Okay. Four or five okay. years ago. Wonderful. And a seasoned runner? Are you a road runner, a trail runner, a bit of everything? Bit of everything, yeah. Um, love a good run and always try and encourage George and his big brother Oscar to come out with me, don't I, George? Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> it does not so, work. No, no, absolutely not. But so are we saying, George, that when we basically was like, you'd better get out on a run with me now? Yeah. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Okay. So uh, tell me, when you first started going out for runs with mum, what made you like running? Do you, what is it you enjoy about running? I don't know. Don't know? Uh, do you, I mean, do you like, you said you like running in the evening, but it's not too hot. Where do you like running? Do you like running in places where there's lots of trees, lots of forests? Do you like running by the, by the water, by lakes? Do you like just running around close to your house? What, what's your favourite place to run? My favourite place to run is in the woods. In the woods. Okay. Why do you like running in the woods? It's nice, peaceful and quiet. Peaceful and quiet. I agree. That is absolutely um, my favourite place to run as well. So I can see we're going to get along. Right then. OK, so people might be wondering if they don't know much about you, they might be wondering why you're running. So first of all, between you and mum, can you tell everybody what the challenge is that you're doing at the moment? So what are you doing in the month of May? We're raising money for people who have neurodiversity in schools. Wonderful. And how are you raising that money? What are you doing to raise that money? We're What's your running, challenge? We're running a marathon, 26 yeah. miles in a month. 
Brilliant. And okay. A mile every day. Sorry, say that again, George. And a mile every day. A mile every day. Okay, wonderful. So you're getting out every single day. You're running, and that's to raise money. Now, tell me, how have you found it so far? Has it been difficult? Yes. Yeah. yeah, okay. Tell me what's been difficult about it. What's been the hardest part about it? I have to run a mile every day, so my legs really hurt after. Oh, gosh, I can imagine. What do you do to recover? How, how, how do you get those legs to stop hurting? I just rest. Just rest, good idea. Rest is a very sensible recovery technique. And hopefully, I'm assuming, does mummy let you have whatever food you want? So. She should do. You need to tell her, mum, I need to refuel. And it is important after refueling that I get lots of biscuits and chocolate. Okay. And if, she, and if she tells you it's not true, tell her she's wrong. And Rob from What The Fartlet Podcast said, give me a Mars bar now. Okay. Okay. Good. Right. Okay. So why don't you tell me, you said you were raising money uh, for, uh, to help people understand neurodiversity. Tell me a little bit more about that cause. Why is that important to you? Because you have neurodiv you're neurodivergent, aren't you? Yeah. 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 So George, um, George is on a waiting list for a neurodevelopmental assessment which is a big word. Um, so while we were on the waiting list, we thought, why don't we do something positive that might help other children, um, other families that are also possibly on the waiting list? Because um, it's a very long wait, it's two to three years. Um, and we came across the ADHD Foundation mm -hmm. and the Umbrella Project, which is what we've been fundraising for, which um, raises awareness in schools, um, it gives the teachers resources and training. Uh, so we just thought it was really important and a good way to help others, didn't we? While challenging yourself. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. And, and George, wh why, why did you want to help others? My mum set up a website so I could help others. Yeah, yeah. But I was just doing the running for fun. Just doing the running for fun. So raising the money is just a nice extra to support other people, is it? Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Okay. And then, Mum, tell me a little bit more about the cause that you're fundraising for and, and the targets that you guys had set. Um, so the Umbrella Project is £350. Um, so originally, we had just intended to raise that amount for George's school. Uh, we thought that was quite a big amount to raise, didn't we? We thought that was going to be a big challenge. And you've, um, I'm just sorry, sorry, I don't want to jump in, but £350 is far too much money to raise, George. I can't imagine you've got anywhere near it, have you? What have you managed? 50 quid? No. No? We on, George? We on? 100 quid? £1,060. No, you've not raised £1,060. Yeah. All on your own just by doing your amazing running challenges. Mm hmm Okay, so when it got over the 350 that you needed, you could have stopped. So why did you decide to continue? We decided to do it for every school in Coventry. Well, that's our big dream. <laughs> well, it's a good dream to have. So you want to help other schools uh, to, to get involved with this cause and to be able to get the same benefits as your school. Is that right? Yes. 
Wonderful. What a great thing to do, man. Amazing. Okay. So uh, come back to mum then. So sorry, I did interrupt you. Tell me a little bit more about, about the, the, the fundraise, the project, the, the situation that you, that you started on then. Yeah, sorry. So, um, so within, we told everybody about the challenge, I think on like a Friday and it, we were starting on, was it on the Monday or the Tuesday? We had a rest day, didn't we, before we started? But anyway, um, he'd nearly got to 350 in the first week. Mm -hmm. So we thought, hmm, maybe we could get a bit more, didn't we? And maybe we could gift it to another school. So we doubled it. And then within the second week, we'd reached that. So then we tripled it and we've just reached that. And now we're going into our fourth week. So we are really, really hopeful that by the end of this challenge, we can fund this project for four schools. Amazing. Aren't we? Which will help so many children because um, one in five of us are neurodivergent. So when you think about that in a school setting, it's going to support a lot of children, isn't it? And make them feel happy and not lonely, which is one of the reasons that George wanted to keep going. A brilliant cause and a brilliant effort as well. And, and, and your mum is absolutely right. It, it impacts so many children. And I think as somebody who is currently also in the referral process and knows how long it can be and knows how hard it can be when you go to the speech and language one first and then they find nothing. So you get on another waiting list for another year for the next specialist to, to decide what they want to decide. It's hard, isn't it? But what amazing people we have in our neurodivergent community spearheaded by someone like you george who is just trying to raise money and do great things now um by the time this episode goes out you will have just finished your challenge because it's not going out for about another another 10 days or so so you'll have, it'll be the end of may how are you feeling about finishing off the challenge are the legs strong are you still feeling raring to go <laughs> yeah okay good and um and then guys what 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 next then because i've got no doubt you're going to hit the fundraising target and i've got no doubt that if any of our pals that listen to this show listen to it and they hear that you haven't and they see you haven't hit the target that they're going to put their hands in their pockets and help you hit that target if not absolutely smash it but i reckon you guys have got bigger plans beyond the end of may so what's coming next for you guys well, I think we're not really sure what we're going to be doing after May, but I think after we're... May we're going to have a month's break. <laughs> yeah, okay. Understandable, understandable. We all deserve downtime after a big challenge, so we're going to have a month off. And what we're going to do in the month off, George? Eat chocolate, watch telly, play games, play games. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Deserve. And then what happens when you're sick of playing games? going mightily and see if we can see how many schools we can get because this project um wouldn't go into schools till next year anyway so okay. technically we've got quite a bit of time haven't we if we want to keep going and keep fundraising yeah 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 we've also been asking people to run a awesome mile haven't we george do you know what <laughs> mummy stole my thunder then because i oh, wanted sorry. to ask that's okay no don't worry it was a perfect segue we'll call it because I want to know about the Rawson Mile, but I don't want to hear about it from Mum. I want to hear about it from George. George, what is the Rawson Mile? When people run a mile, mm -hmm. like in a lap or something. Yeah. Just for me. Just for you and in support of what you're doing. Yeah? Yeah. Incredible. Okay, so 
when when do we do the Raw some mile? Is it on certain dates? Is it every week? What what's what's the what's the idea the time scale behind it? People just do it randomly and send it on Instagram. Right, okay, so we get a call to arms on Instagram and then we run a raw some mile with you. Okay, that sounds amazing. Well, I think that even if your challenge is finished when this all comes out, even if George is having a well-deserved rest, I think everybody is going to want to run a raw some mile uh, with you. Uh, what an amazing thing to do and what a, an amazing way to acknowledge the awesome work. Why are we calling it raw some? Why the dinosaur theme, George? Because I like dinosaurs. Do you now? See, my, my son, Harry, loves dinosaurs as well. What's your favourite dinosaur? The Indoraptor Gen 2. Wow, okay. I could, 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 don't even know what that means. But I, I, I like T-Rex, but that's because I don't know much about dinosaurs. It's in the movie. I, in the, oh, it's in a movie, right, okay. I reckon if it's I got my Harry... Right, no, It's okay. a 12. It's a 12? So you've yeah. obviously not watched it, have you? I've watched it. Oh, no! Oh, well, and did you stand on your tippy toes so they wouldn't know you were, you were only 10? Or did you watch it at home? On myself. Ah, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> Good, okay, so we're doing the Rawson Mile because George loves dinosaurs and she's doing amazing things. So that's a call to arms for everybody to get on and find out exactly when the next one's being done so we can tag you and follow you and share. And in order to do that, if people don't follow you, Mum, I'll come to you because, George, you don't need to worry about boring things like Instagram. Um, Mum, how, how, do we, how do we follow George's journey? How do we support him? How do we um, give some money if we want to? Tell us all the, the T's and C's, the boring stuff. Okay, so um, George's fundraising page is on Just Give Him. So the link for that is in his bio on Instagram, or you can just search George Power. Um, his Instagram account is called Rawsome Runner George. So um, the idea behind the Rawsome Mile is for people that possibly can't donate, because we know not everyone can donate, and lots of people are always asking for donations. So we just thought this might be a nice way for people to get involved. Um, and also get their families out, get their friends out and just have a bit of fun, which is what we've been doing with our runs. Um, and all they need to do is just, like George said, run a mile, have a bit of fun, take take a photo, um, tag George. We've got Rawson Runner George as a hashtag and we've got Rawson Mile as a hashtag. And we're trying to share uh, when people do that on our page as well. But it's just a nice way to encourage you, isn't it, to keep you going. And the running community have been amazing. <coughs> We've had a lot of people get involved and that's been really nice to see and really helped George, I think. Yeah, bro, George, how have you found it? Has it been cool having lots of people from all across the UK saying well done and following your journey? Yeah. Yeah, good. Good. Do you feel, do you feel like a celebrity? <laughs> yeah. Because you should, because you are doing celebrity-worthy things, my friend. Um, absolutely incredible. So we're going to have a rest in June. And then we've got the rest of the year to think of some amazing challenges that we can uh, we can raise some more money. George has also um, created some products that he is selling as well. Okay. So that's going to be coming soon, um, which we've made from his dinosaur illustrations. I was about to say. I was about to say. Let me guess. Are they dinosaur themed, George? By any chance? On. I know the listeners can't see it, but wow. And, when, and, and that is very cool. And when are they going to be available? Do we know yet? We think at the end of the month. 
So hopefully by the time the podcast goes out, you'll be able to go and get yourself some dinosaur-themed George T-shirts. Yes, yeah. Amazing, okay. And we're going to try and donate a certain percentage of that either back into getting other products or um, obviously supporting the fundraising. So it will be all about raising awareness, won't it? Mm -hmm. Wonderful, a very worthy cause and a very incredible effort all around. And then my last question then for you, George, once this running challenge is done, are you going to keep running? Do you love running? Are you addicted now like the rest of us? Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Are we going to see you smashing park runs soon and running marathons when you're older? What do you think? Maybe. Maybe, we'll see. You've got to find the type of running that you like. That's the important thing. Okay. Well, listen, uh, amazing, guys. Thank you so, so much for joining me and sharing your story. George, thank you so much for the amazing fundraising effort that you have done. I'm sure the schools of Coventry will be even more grateful. Uh, good luck with the rest of your challenge. I'm looking forward to sharing this with everybody. Um, and, and yeah, guys, thank you so much. And we will see you very soon. And everybody needs to give you a follow. George, have you got any final words, my little celebrity dinosaur-loving superhero? Have you got any final words for our listeners? No. No? No. That's all right. That's all right. A man of a few words. Oh, I was just going to say, can we give a little shout out to Dad and um, Oscar, George's of, brother, because they're not always with us, but um, they've been really supportive, haven't they? So they deserve a shout out too. Wonderful. You can't give brother too much credit, though. That's the thing with <laughs> brothers. You've got to make sure they know who's in charge, haven't you, George? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. OK. Well, listen, guys, thank you so, so much. Looking forward to sharing this. You've been amazing. George, you're a superstar. Keep on going. And uh, we'll keep following your journey uh, with a great interest. All right. And that, ladles and jelly spoons, was the awesome George Power. And of course, his mum, Simone. Um, we're not going to hear what Matt thought of it because he's buggered off to work. He's left me for the second half of the podcast. He's not coming back. He's not even coming back for roll call. So I don't know what I'm going to do about that. I'm going to have to think on my feet a little bit later. But a big thank you to George and his mum, Simone, for coming on. Uh, a big well done to him for his amazing challenge um, and the amazing cause he's fundraising for. Let's help. He was on about 1,200 quid when I checked on his fundraising. Uh, and I know you lot can uh, can help get that up a little bit. What a great cause. Um, I'm going to be making a donation myself. So please do get involved and spur some shekels if you can. If you can't, uh, maybe just uh, check out when he's doing his next Rawson Mile and get that done with him uh, as well and, and share the story for people to see. Uh, a great one. Right. OK, so. With that being said. It's not all this podcast is about. We're also waiting with bated breath to find out what happened in week three of the What the Fart Like Part Run League, which I think you will all agree is going absolutely swimmingly. So I've got some guests to welcome back. Otherwise, it's just the sound of me in an echo chamber for the next 40 minutes without uh, a tiny dancer next to me. So Ben and Emma, you guys are back on the call with the facts and the figures. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Yep, doing all right, thanks. Good, 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 good. And of course, you are not the only ones joining me. Um, before we get over to the to the man himself, uh, what did you think of George Power? Yeah, loved it. Great chat. Uh, really, really inspirational. He's doing great things and raising lots of money. So, yeah, we'll be donating, definitely. Lovely lad, wasn't he? Lovely lad, and, uh, and fair play to him for, for trying to make a difference himself. Uh, absolutely amazing. Right then, it's time to introduce 
the man with the power, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, the one, the only, that man John! Oh, That man, John, you okay? Oh, yes, I, uh, oh, just a widow. Oh, okay. Did, did any, did, are you all right? Just one minute. No, I'm all, I just ran 72 miles, so I just need a sec. You ran 72 miles, did you? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I've got my breath. How are you, lads? Everyone all right? Yes, yes, good. <laughs> thank you. What's caused you to run 72 miles and subsequently stub your toe? You wouldn't believe. It. I don't know why I do my dates on uh, on the days we record, but I just had a an insane date. Right. Okay. What happened? Who was um, it with, first of all? Uh, a nice lady. I don't know if you know her, uh, Michelle Keegan. <laughs> yes. I'm her. aware of Michelle Keegan's work. Um. Uh. How, how did you come across Michelle Keegan? How did that happen? Oh, she's been keen for it. Keep sliding in my uh, my little box on the dating app. <laughs> so I thought, come on, I'll. That man, John, they should call him Michelle Keegan. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do on my phone. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> great minds. Bloody hell. Right, great. Okay, so what, what's wrong? What, why didn't it work out with, with the lovely Miss Keegan? Uh, well, it started off all right. We were playing rounders, just the two of us. And um, I was, she was going in front of me. And lads, let me tell you, she looks cracking from behind. She, uh, <laughs> That neck of hers, oh, my God, so smooth. <laughs> Wow. But um, anyway, so we're having a good time. I thought she's a bit keen, but I'll, I'll go for it. So got a bit closer to her and oh, she had this bit of gloop in her eye and it really reminded me of someone. And I thought, I thought, it's all right, it's all right, I can look past it. And then I realised who it reminded me of. Who did it remind you of? Oh, that, um, that fat lad from Woodhouse. <laughs> and I thought, he's, he's a good man, but he's scary. So I ran. What was it? Just ran. <laughs> do, do we not think that maybe Mr. Pollock might be a little bit offended in being referred to as eye gloop? Listen, it was a beautiful bit of eye gloop, and that's why it was confusing me. That's why I had to get away. <laughs> Never have I wanted to kiss a bit of eye gloop more. <laughs> oh, I t- well, I think you've turned it around, this, and I'm sure Paul's been called worse in his time. Exactly, exactly. Oh, get off! Ah, oh, she's phoning me. How do I stop that? <laughs> get away! <laughs> Jesus, wet. Sorry, sorry, I'm so sorry. She, yeah, she's keen. Yeah, uh, she. Are you trying to ghost her then? I am. I am ghosting. Right, get that phone on silent then, SMJ. It's the way I've just burnt it. You, you just, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, SMJ. It. You might hear from the giggling in the background, but an Emma here. My lady, how are you? Really good, thanks. Well, you put a smile on my face. <laughs> and uh, and my man, how are you? Uh, slightly offended, but yeah, okay, not too bad, thanks. You are a cracking man. What a pair. What a pair. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what he said. Very good, Ben. Uh, That's yeah. what I was talking about, Ben. I've seen him. <laughs> oh, have you done? What, Ben's pair? I have, I have. Okay, those shower room scenes, I guess. Um, okay, it's cool. So we've got lots and lots to get to then uh, today, guys. Uh, Park Run League. Uh, we're going to get straight into it. Statman John and Statman Ben, uh, apparently. Um, hopefully still a cohesive unit after Statman John just caused 
Ben and his per great offence. Um, have you got a Statman Corner for us today, chaps? Always, as always, yeah. We compiled the results and there were some standout uh, results from a few people that can't go without a mention. So I'm ready when you are, SMJ. Oh, I'm ready. What a great week we've had. We have, we have. So... So the first one that I want to mention, and this is a big shout out to her because it was her first ever one. Mrs. Lindsay Mundy attended and ran her first ever park run this week. So round of applause to Lindsay. Congratulations. very happy about that one, Ben, because I got to run it with her and I had the absolute privilege of uh, uh, doing the last couple of hundred metres with her. So it was amazing. Well done, Linz. Fantastic. She's my star pupil as well. Uh, she's the only one that managed to lick every breath she took in. Nice. <laughs> Congratulations. I've been practising that all week. I can't get it. Oh, you missed a couple. You missed a couple, my lad. I did. I did. Okay, right. So the second stats is a shout out to the, there were a good little cluster of these this week who ran all time park run pbs this week and there's a few so from team awkward we had the happy couple deborah wilson and sean west from team what's occurring we had lisa dwerry house and sean baxter um from your team rob we had Hayley Morgan. Well done, Hayley. From um, Team Weirdness. And we were there to experience this one, as you've already heard. We had Claire Manane. And then from the Beasts from the Southeast, we had Grain Hallahan. So we had seven people run all time park run PBs this week. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? That's, that's that's it's incredible it's incredible we had four last week we had two the week before so they're just going up and up and up yeah things you love to see statman john what yeah. else have we got to say about our pb kings and queens well it explains it they've uh they've been living life on the dangerous side must have been the high of the pb but uh all seven flashed their tesco club card in asda <laughs> 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 they're wild they're wild absolute rebels absolute rebels um ben what else has happened yeah i always hide my club card when i go into asda just just for the record um position wise so last week we had our first person to run the same position two weeks in a row yeah well he only went and did it for the third week in a row didn't he mr darren mcsweeney i'm not, I, I need not to... even happy for him ben no, I need to get to Barrow Park Run, so I'm questioning whether or not there's only 10 people that actually run it. <laughs> whether just whether anyone else runs it. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure he comes last every week. And <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, fair play to Darren. He uh, he ran and finished 10th. Also from Team West Coast, Wayne, or Wayne6978, is it? Um, he finished 95th. Two weeks in a row. I mean, that one, that's that's, that's a big impressive. That's it's, impressive. Yeah, you can't count them off as they're going past unless it was an out and back. But I don't think it was. So um, that was that was good. Um, from Team Southern Gravy, we had Papa P, 
He finished 48th for the second week in a row. Again, that's a tricky one. How do you, how do you count that? You can't. Um, from Team Widness, we had Carl Barnes coming in fourth for the second week in a row. From Team... Uh, which team's in? Armageddon Tired. We had Michael Slack finishing first for the second week in a row. Carrying that. He is, absolutely. And then last but not least, we have from Team Awkward, we had Callum Crombie Fisher coming in 29th for the second week in a row. Wow. So there's mega points there for a, a, a little cluster of teams there. Yeah, notice, notice you didn't say Cirque du Soul legs at any point, so I'm getting a little bit nervous. The bum's starting to clench and unclench. Mm-hmm. Uh, Statman John, what did these amazing position finishers two, two weeks in a row, what else did they achieve this week? Well, I don't know if they were at some kind of weird party, but uh, they each kissed a wild boar. <laughs> mm, I've tried it, it's nice, I do recommend it. Very good. I thought Papa P had a bit of a smirk on his face in his uh, parkrun picture. Just he, he got himself some sweet, sweet boar. He did indeed. And and somebody who missed out by just one position was Mr. Neil Pacey. As yeah. you'll have heard in the uh, in the parkrun segment earlier, he missed out by just one position. It's just a bit of a shit week for Neil then, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. Love you, Neil. You know I say it in jest. We love Neil. Right. Um, so the next stat, and this may come as no surprise, that only one team completed the challenge. Every single member participated. Mm-hmm. Every single member turned up in the same colour. And I mean, we were we were shocked, by the way, when when we were there on Saturday morning and people were sending their pictures through, etc. And I was like, oh wait, they've gone for red, and oh they've gone for blue, and no, no. I was like, we're going to get all eleven colours here. So yeah, close. It was it was crazy to see, and there were only two teams that chose the same colours. So seven seven of the teams got full max points, full five points. And only one of those teams, every single team member participated and got the full five points. And it may come as no surprise that it was Team West Coast. Somebody needs to stop them. Somebody. We, we, who's clapping? Statman John, stop clapping. We're not happy about that. Oh, uh, forgive me. Forgive me. Uh, all right. Tell us. Tell us something else about Team West Coast that'll make us feel better, Statman John. This explains why I was clapping, and I'm sure you will when you hear it. They also all grew one new taste bud. Well, that, you, can't, you can't argue with greatness, can you? That deserves You can't, more. you can't. Victory is going to taste that little bit sweeter for them. Absolutely. Uh, any more, Ben? And finally, this is this is the one that I love the most, reading out every single week. So we set ourselves a target of how many volunteers we wanted over the weeks. Um, we were at 57 after the first two weeks. We are now at 97 after three weeks. That was 40 people volunteered this week. Yes, in one way, shape, or another. Brilliant. How so, was that? Eh? We're, we're nearly nearly halfway. We top. said 250, and we're yeah. at 97 after three weeks. I think we need to be reviewing this halfway through because we might get there before we know it. Let's let's see where we are at week five, shall we, Ben, and see if we need to be more optimistic with that number. Absolutely. Brilliant. Statman John, what else did our, volunteer, our 40 volunteers achieve this week? 
Amazing. All in unison, they perfectly impersonated pandas. <laughs> I want to see that. They all lined up for me. They've done it. All for me. Good. Uh, that, that's going to be one of the challenges, isn't it? Get get 10 bonus miles if you're dressed as a panda. Um, brilliant. Statman John, Statman Ben, Statman Corner. Love it as always. Amazing work, both of you. Um, one of you puts a lot more work into those facts than the other, but I'll let the viewers, de- listeners decide which one that is. Um, Emma, let's bring you in. Tell us about the league table, man. Right. We're going to start from the bottom. And it's not Matt at the bottom. It's not Matt at the bottom. Matt Matt is a bottom, let's be honest. (laughs) He is a bottom. So, starting at the bottom with 56 points, we've got Stoic Slammers. Well done, Stoic Slammers. One up from the bottom. His arm are getting tired. (laughs) There he is. There he is. So proud of himself. He volunteered this week, don't you know? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, we saw him being to Parham. It's a start. Can, can, can I just tell a very quick story? Do you know why Go he volunteered on. at Park Run? No. Because Olympic Legacy Park Run were asking for volunteers and I tagged him in it and they basically messaged him and went, well, you're doing it or not. And he was like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> nice. Guilt him into it, right? We yeah, absolutely. Got to get, get involved somehow. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Carry on. So they're on 79 points. Okay. Next up, we've got Southern Gravy. With 85 points. Oh, that's pretty close. Next up, Cirque de Better Than You with 96 points. Okay. Just ahead of them is our team, Sexy Sign Seekers with 97 points. Above them, What's Your what's Occurring? Oh. 100 points. What's Your Occurring? Breaking three figures, though. Very good. Lovely seeing all them at part run this week. So it's all very close here in the middle of the table. Yep. Next up, Southeast, 111 points. Okay. Then it's you, Robbie, Cirque du Soleil, 114 points. Oh, very close, isn't it? Team Weirdness, I've got 117 points. <sighs> then Team Not So Awkward, I mean, they're doing great in second place, 127 points. And then Team West Coast. 4,000 points. Is that? <laughs> you know, the position, bingo, they're getting PBs. They've got the whole team wearing the T-shirts. They are on 168 points. Oh, it's like, uh, I mean, let, let, let's just take a moment. I know we're having a bit of banter, but how good have they been? I think out of everyone, they've probably been the most invested as a team, top to bottom, haven't they? They've had the, wow. uh, the, the, the. Did you see the the post, the social media post they put on with the yeah. the, the sign and the the W in the hand? It's, it's they're, they're taking it very seriously and they're doing very very well. So I know I, I I jest and we all jest, but you are setting the bar very high, Team West Coast. Well done to you. Yeah, I mean, um, Darren, I think he's after Matty's job with the graphics. Mm. Yeah. So next up, we'll do the individual stats. So yep. I'm just going to go for, we're going top three? Top five. Top five. So in fifth place, we've got Graham Hallahan. So she got a PB this week. She's got 23 points. Well done, Graham. Then we've got Deborah Wilson in fourth place with 24 points. Again, she got a PB, so getting those PB points. Oh, yeah, she's got two PBs in the competition. So wow. it does make a big difference. It does. In third place, Wayne Bolger 
he got position bingo this week, so that's 10 points for him. That's pushed him up the table. Yep. So we've got a bit of a cluster in second place. We've got Mike Slack, Callum Crombie-Fisher and Carl Barnes, all with 27 points. So they all got position bingo this week. And then top of the table, Darren McSweeney. Of so course. Double position bingo. Um, 39 points. <laughs> Go home now. <laughs> he's, he's, he's won that golden boot, hasn't he? Well, we don't want to. We don't want to say that. You know, there's plenty of time left. Very we're only three weeks in. We've got yeah. another seven weeks. I think we're going to go to Barrow Park Run every week for the rest of the competition and just um, make sure I finish in whatever position Darren needs. Just, just, just chase him and leg him up at the end. I'm, I'm going to go down and volunteer on finish tokens and just give him a random number. <laughs> just sift through him and just give him the wrong one. Uh, we are absolutely not going to do that. Well done, Darren. You are setting the bar high and we are very, very impressed. Um, great update, Emma, as always. Thank you. Now, there's a lot of teams there that are thinking, how are we going to catch Team West Coast? But there is a way that they can earn some bonus points this week, isn't there, Ben? There is indeed, yeah. So we have a challenge for week four this week. There's no pictures needed this week. Um, Everything will be checked and verified through the app. Um, So your challenge for this week is stopwatch bingo, but stopwatch bingo with a twist. What we want is we want the last digit of the seconds that you record at Parkrun to finish with a four. So you have to finish. So that can be 04, 14, 24, 34, 44 or 54. You have to try and finish bang on an, uh, a digit with a four at the end. Um, now, if you're like me, you're definitely going to get to the line and stop and walk and hope and pray that the timekeepers stop it bang on the four. Yeah. Um, I mean, this week I managed to get stopwatch bingo. I've got four left and I just um slowed down a bit i didn't have to walk i just ran a bit slower but yeah i I like the idea of all over the country people stopping and walking and really sorry uh sorry part room volunteers but really stressing out the time yeah confusing (laughs) timekeepers left right and center um yeah let's do it let's ruin some people's lives on saturday guys why not Um, why not so if you if you achieve it you get three points this week just three points Brilliant, brilliant. Still still three big points and still a good mm. opportunity. And it's, it's a very tricky one, isn't it? Because you've got to start your watch on the exact same time. You've got to trust that yeah, you've you got to trust that they stopped it at the same time as you. Yeah, it's not an easy one uh, to, to muster. Now, one thing that we talked about in the pre-recording, and I wanted to make sure we got it across, was that this is a running challenge. So it's going to stop a lot of people from volunteering this week at Adult Park Run. Um, which gives us even more incentive, guys, wherever possible, to get your volunteer stripes at your local junior. We were talking, weren't we, Emma, um, earlier on about just how important it is, even more so for the for, for the junior part runs to get those volunteers and how much more they, they, they tend to struggle. Yeah, I mean, I know my local one uh, seems to struggle quite a lot for volunteers and I've just started doing it and it's it's lovely. I mean, it doesn't take a lot of time out of your day. And it's just lovely seeing those kids running around and sprinting over the finish line. So, yeah, if you can get yourself down there then and score yourself some volunteer points as well, why not? 
yeah, well, well worth it. And you are right, it's great. And you know what? They tend they're over pretty quick because they're only two k. Yeah. Done by, by twenty past nine. Yeah, so it's not really to you know if you volunteer at par and you know it's going to be at least an hour. Yeah. Really, but yeah, done in half an hour. Excellent, excellent. Right then, guys, amazing work as always with the scores on the doors, with the facts behind the stats. Um, incredible. Looking forward to week four. Looking forward to Stopwatch Bingo. Looking forward to seeing if anybody can catch Team West Coast. Uh, ben and Emma, we will see you next week. Uh, Statman John, any words of wisdom to sign us off? Guys, guys, sorry I went quiet. She's, uh, she's at my house. Kino, Michelle. Is she? W- where is she, SMJ? Oh, she's at the window. I'm currently under the table. I'm going to have to get a better hiding space. Could I stay on? Do you mind? Well, I tell you what, SMJ, Matt's abandoned me. Would you like to? I'll stay on and keep you safe. Um, would you like to do roll call with me? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Bloody right. I can't believe she found me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go, you go and get your hidey hole. Yeah. I'll uh, and, and I'll get us ready for roll call. What do you reckon? Sounds good. Uh, and just everyone, sorry, I know you live by this, so if you cut your grass this week, just make sure you reattach every bit of grass that came off, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, that man, John. Go and find your hiding place. Ben, Emma, love you lots. We'll see you next week. All right. See you next week. Right. First and foremost, SMJ, have you found somewhere safe to hide? Yes, I am under the cap of uh, Louise's water bottle. <laughs> Was it a bit of a tight squeeze? I'm having to hold on like a star. <laughs> Good. Okay. Uh, is she still there? Yeah. Looking at me now. She's banging on the window. She's a disgrace, letting herself down. Bloody <laughs> hell. Right. Uh, let's let let let's take our minds off it. You're in a safe place. The doors are locked, do they not? Yes. Yes, they are. They are. Okay. And and you are tucked into your cap. So let's let's distract ourselves. You're in Matt's absence. You're going to help me do a roll call, aren't you? Yes. Can you do the roll call music? Yes, I can actually, word for word. Are you ready? I am. Let's go, partners. That's it. That's it. That's all I've learned. <laughs> and that was wrong because it's all right, partner. But that's fine. That's fine. It, it was in some ways, SMJ, it was better than Matt just because it was you doing it. I thought so. I thought so. So you listen to this, SMJ. You know you know the drill, don't you? I do, I do, I do. We've got some amazing uh, people in our running community that have done some amazing things, and we want to talk about them, we want to celebrate them. So why don't you kick us off? Okay, I'm going to go right at Run Brothers Run. My man, he uh, smashed track this week, managing to run a sub six min during some of the efforts. Flame emoji. He's on fire. I don't think it means he's physically on fire, SMJ. He's burning. No, he's not burning. He's okay. And he's okay. It just means that he's he's had a great session. Oh, thank God. Well done, my lad. (laughs) Right, okay. Um, uh, We've got plenty of shout-outs for this, but I'll uh, I'll come to Rob Corns first, uh, who shouted out both Claire and Neil for smashing PBs in the Parkrun Cup final. Uh, Did you enjoy the Parkrun Cup, SMJ? I certainly did. I was there every race. Wait, every race? Every but, single one. But a lot of them were done simultaneously in the early rounds. There were like 60 people. How are you, all of them? I've learned to split my body that many times. I can show. 
Of course you have. Right. Okay. I don't know why I asked. I don't know why I doubted you. But yes, good shout, Rob, on behalf of all of us. Uh, well done to Claire and Neil, both doing amazing in the final. What have you got for me next, SMJ? At new to hiking, she's new to it. Team West Coast getting their points in, and both Darren and Wayne, their same positions. Congratulations. Yeah, Team West Coast, they smashed it again this week, didn't they? Annoyingly, we found out in the last segment. Um, We'll move on from that because I'm not jealous at all. Uh, Julie, 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 Julie. Uh... Thank you. I noticed you paused a little bit. I assume that was for dramatic effect. That was, that was. Everyone clinging on to the edge of their seats. They're clinging on to, to, the, to that last turd in the mm. bowl. Um, uh, Julie, Julie, Julie uh, is certainly not a turd in the bowl, and neither are these people that she shouted out. Derek and Hannah both smashed Ride London, a pair of legends. They certainly are. Well done to all of you. And uh, thanks for sending that in. Julie, 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 Julie. Ah. Uh, uh, I've got um, at Dumb Witness, my man, him again. Uh, Team West Coast, Wayne pulling the 10-pointer, same position thing at Blackpool Park Run. My man, Wayne again. Wayne again, he's got double shout out, hasn't he? They're, they're keen, this Team West Coast, aren't they? Did you see the graphics they put on the uh, today's Statman John on Instagram? It's very professional. It certainly is. I was nearly on fire over it. <laughs> OK, um, running short stuff. One of our amazing uh, Edinburgh marathoners, uh, Lane shouts out uh, Diane, our fe- a fellow Edinburgh marathon finisher, uh, for smashing her first official marathon event and for writing uh, the run report for it. So, uh, yeah, both of you girls did amazing. It was great to see that you met up in Bonnie, Scotland. Peter, Scottish accent, that my job? Yes, I can. Here it is. Hello, I'm from Scotland. Absolutely perfect. Uh, flawless, in fact. Um, uh, who's next? At Matty Owls, he's come in. Uh, Yeah, that's not what she said. And he (laughs) said, he said, I got some points in Parkrun League. Oh, and Isaac ran junior Parkrun, Donna, unsure man emoji. And I think that's there because I'm unsure why he didn't mention the, uh, the great run he done. Personal best, PB. That was it. Couldn't think of the initials. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, not Matt Matt with his typically poor grasp of the English language language grammatically. Um, But I think he's saying that he finally scored some points in the partner leagues. He volunteered at junior partner in SMJ. Um, And, uh, and of course, uh, Isaac and Donna, they they ran it together. So it would have looked a bit creepy just going on his own, wouldn't it? Yes, yes, it would have. He tried that before he was asked to leave. (laughs) And then uh, Amy running birdie 2022 is shouting out Claire. Um, Manan for uh, winning the Park Run Cup and smashing her Park Run PB. Uh, we shouted Claire and Neil out earlier. Uh, Neil also sent a separate message to the group to uh, congratulate, to humbly uh, concede uh, victory to Claire. Two very worthy competitors, but a huge well done to our inaugural uh, Park Run Cup champion 2022. Uh, Claire, anything you want to say about Claire? Uh, she's a great woman. I've, uh, I've tried that. She wasn't interested, but uh, well done. You tried that. What happened? What went wrong? I can't talk about it. I had to sign some papers. Right. <laughs> right. Good. And that is our roll call. This should be the best one we've ever done, Statman John, I think. I think it... Leave me alone. I told you, leave me alone. Oh, she's <laughs> in bloody hell. Get away from me. Oh, God. She's still there, yes. yeah. 
She is. I just want to say, at new to hiking, if you are available, so am I. Wink emoji. <laughs> are we now? Are we now using the roll call as a dating app? Is that my job? Yes, I'm looking for my new man or lady. Okay, we will keep trying. Any any single free single ready to mingles? Uh, send us in. I tell you what, why don't we, we can do it old school, Statman John, can't we? Why don't we get some people to send in some um, uh, some clips of themselves uh, explaining why why you should date them? That'd be good, wouldn't it? Like they used to in the eighties. You know, we did the videos. We could do that, couldn't we? My dreams would come true. Oh, that'd be amazing. Anybody who wants to send Statman John a dating audio clip as to why you two should be together, please do, and I promise we will play it because it will be. And I'll uh, I'll send a video back. And Statman John will send a video back. Not sure if you're going to want what's in it. Correct. <laughs> Statman John, uh, have we got any thank yous before we get out of here? Well, the list goes on. Um, thank you, at New Tykin. No, uh, thank you, <laughs> Ben and Emma, my lady, as always. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Jack, if he's done anything this week. Mm. Uh, thank you yourself for joining me on this podcast. It's a joy. A dream as always. Um, and I've forgotten who else. Thank you myself. Thank you for the team behind the scenes. Thank you for Graham, a personal friend of mine for the music. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. What about this week's guest? What about George and Simone Power, Statman? John, what did you think of that? My God, that nearly set me on fire again. That was that was a good one. I enjoyed was- that. Thank you to them. It was a good one. Uh, you've you've forgot a certain tiny little dancer. <sighs> Thank you, Matthew. I will rub and tug away at my earlobe once again. <laughs> oh, and also, um, a very quick one, Statman John. I heard a little birdie tell me that a certain member of our team, uh, a very with with absolutely incredible calves. Um, is very upset because Matt does not thank him for any of the hard work he does booking our guests or uh, arranging the uh, the companies that we get the discount codes from. So do you think maybe you could uh, show Matt up and uh, and give a little nod to uh, the the tall drink of water that does all of that? Yes, and I hope this is right because there's a lot of people with great calves out there, especially Ben. Uh, but thank you, JP. Yep. Yes, thank you, JP. I knew it. I was thinking. What are those calves which are carved from the God above? So thank you, JP, for all the work you do. Uh, yes, very, very good. And uh, let's not forget the guys behind the scenes, the podcast, uh, the, the podcast team. That's us. We're the podcast team, Statman John. Uh, I'm just thinking about JP's calves and it sent me off on a little tangent. Um, Same here. We're all on fire thinking about them. Bloody hell. Yeah. Put us out. <laughs> Granite. Great. Eat your dinner off them. Um uh, I've been trying to thought. What we, it was, oh yeah, the guys do the newsletter. Claire and yes. Jamie and Nick, and of course Paul pulls it all together. That's what she said. And uh, yeah, amazing. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, Statman John, would you like to know who we have got on next week? Yes, please. Well, it's a very, very exciting one. What would you say if I told you that we were chatting to a certain Rashi Runs? Oh my God. My dreams really have come through. That that lady is a vision of beauty. 
she she's pretty special, isn't she? She is uh, right in the middle of her 12 and 12 marathon challenge, raising money for Macmillan, a very, very worthy cause. We're going to find out about how she got into running, how the 12 and 12 challenge came about. We're going to find out all about her, uh, the highs, the lows, all the good stuff, what she's got in plan. Uh, a great chat with a great pal that we made during lockdown, wasn't it, SMJ? And uh, looking forward to hearing more about her story. She, uh, I'm still gobsmacked. She's got one of the most beautiful smiles I ever see. Wink emoji. SMJ, that was lovely. You know, I'm ready to mingle. I'm just putting it out there for everyone. I think she's about to get married, mate. I know, I know. Can you imagine? Can you? I have been. I have been 12 times, but again, can't talk about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> SMJ, if people want to give us a follow, where can they find us? Not me. Because I am uh, hidden. But if you want to follow the guys, go on the gram of Insta at what the fart make. That's all the information I'm giving you. It's all the information you have, isn't it? Yes. Should I take over? Thank you. <laughs> no problem. We are all over the Insta like a rash, guys. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. We're not done a lot on YouTube for a while, but go and find some of the old stuff. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, you go on our website, www.whatthefartlet.com. You can email us, whatthefartletpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, come and have a chat with us. Come and find out a bit more about us. Come and join our Fartlet family, 100 plus strong member community of like-minded folks who just want to make some pals through running. We're all over the country. We've got a lot of events coming up, including our What the Fartlek Weekender, including our annual charity football game, uh, a a group park run, a nice little trek out into the peaks, and, of course, a big party, which just so happens to fall on my birthday, Statman John. Are you going to be there? I am, and singing the happy birthday song in German. Uh, Ooh. Can I have a sneak Mm. peek of it now, or is it something I've got to wait for? You've got to wait for it, my lad. Right, okay, okay. Lovely, lovely, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, please do come and have a chat with us. Let us know if you want to get involved. Um, we appreciate any feedback, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, last but not least, we have to thank our partners for this week's Statman John, Voom Nutrition. Don't forget to use the code FART, like 15 to get 15% off. Have you ever tried Voom Nutrition, SMJ? I have, and it is very nutritional. Marvellous. Thank you so much. You're making Matt look good a little bit here. Um, and that's it. That's it. That's us done. Um, Statman John, where can people find you if they want to give you a follow on the old Instagram? They can't. They actually can't. Uh, so, because I forgot my name. It is at SMJ, the line on the bottom, TWS. <laughs> and I'm that little runner boy, Rob. Uh, Matt is at Matty Owls. Please give us all a follow. Give Statman John a follow. He definitely deserves some more following. Although you, you have never posted. Am I right in saying that? Only once for my girl, Jodie. That's it. Right, okay. An important single post I have, to be honest. But maybe, maybe we'll see some more from you in the future, right? You certainly will. Well, nothing else to say, Statman John, apart from we hope that everyone's runs continue to be wonderful. Of course, everyone needs to, as always, be excellent to each other. Statman John, if people can't be kind, what do they need to do? Go away. Go away. And that was saying it quite nicely. I thought you might have dropped an F-bomb there. So, well done for being so reserved. Um, We will see everybody next week with some more fart-lecky fun. Uh, have a great week, guys. We love you lots. Have you got a car to replace Matt, Statman John? I've got the real bird. Jack is here if you've stayed on. Are you ready? Yep. Kaka! No, oh, you're right, Jack. Good to see you. That was the best one I've ever heard. Fuck off, Matt. <laughs>